Welcome to the Hero Realm. I'm Josh Brown. I'm Nick Rusk. And these are our news and notes from Stargirl and Le- Stargirl and Shield from this past week. And we have also a little treat for you at the end. So here we go. Okay, so first of all, we do have a little bit of news from this past couple weeks. First of all, well, unless any of you have been living under a boulder the past couple weeks, we pretty much have the fact that Hartley Sawyer, who played Ralph Dibney on The Flash, has been fired. Yes, he uh, apparently had some insensitive tweets that resurfaced from like 2012 to Um, 2014. Actually, it was 2009 to 2014. So it was before Flash. Right. So 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 now he's uh, been fired because of those tweets. He's since come out with an apology, saying, you know, he's it was doing it just for, for fun, and he's he's not that person anymore, so. But he is gone, so I doubt that he'll have a recast. He'll probably just bring in a new character, and somehow just, I don't even know if they're, what they'll do with his storyline with him and, and, and Sue. Yeah, it's hard to tell, and, I mean, he was also one of many Arrowverse, Arrowverse characters who have pretty much... Had a bit of a, a redemption story because yeah. I mean, you look at Arrow, you had Oliver, Black Siren, mm. and then Flash, you've had Killer Frost. All of them have had their own redemption story and then pretty much turned hero. So I wonder how they're going to write in his disappearance. Are they just, are they going to mention that he's just left or? Are they just not going to mention him and just everybody forget about him? Or is he like, did he die? Like, so that'll be something we'll have to see addressed when Flash comes back. Yeah, because if they just kill him off, mainly you could almost say that part of the timeline is back on track because back in season one, he died in the pla- in the particle accelerator explosion. Yeah. yeah, so they could do that too. Right. Like, so and who knows? So it's just interesting to see how how they'll address it. And also they, there've been some news that since most of these shows are shot in Vancouver, mm-hmm. Canada's starting to reopen their production. So right. shows could start filming soon. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that the uh, July or the January, 2021 start date could be moved up depending on, you know, if they, what, you know, gets um, stuff filmed and produced and, you know, it's just, it's a possibility. It's, but, the fact is that they're going to start reshooting here soon mm. is good good news. Yeah, especially because, especially with Flash, if they end up starting off with what episode 17, or what episode 20, 20 would have been, they already had, I think it was either 75 or even 90% of that already filmed before filming yeah. was halted. And if they do that, though, they would have to do something with Ralph. Right. Because he's obviously probably in those filming. So you can't, like, have him disappear halfway through an episode. Exactly. <laughs> like, wait, where did Ralph go? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> so one other news, pretty much a Batwoman update. I don't know if it's necessarily confirmed casting yet, but as of right now, the front runner for the new Batwoman has been, is Vanessa Morgan, who actually played a bit of a side character on Riverdale. Yeah. And the uh, I read an article that the uh, story of they're not going to kill Batwoman. She's going to disappear, 
and her disappearance will be part of the storyline for season two. Okay. So yeah, so they're not. Yeah, they said they won't kill her off because it's kind of it would just be injustice to the character. They're pretty much doing. So she'll disappear, and part of the season will be, you know, her based around her disappearance. So they're pretty much doing disappearance just like with Batman. Okay. So for some reason. Everybody seems to disappear in that city. Yeah. Batman, Batwoman. <laughs> I mean, so far we really haven't had any Batman villains show up like Joker or Penguin yeah. or anything like that. And what sucks is the fact of Batman probably could have appeared the second season, but we won't be able to have Batman and Batwoman appear together. Well, technically, I mean, we will at least see Bruce Wayne or right. a character well, that would be playing him. Yeah, the guy who the mask or his face is now on this other guy. Right. But that would be the actor who they picked for Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. would be obviously this guy because it's his face. Right. So, yeah, for the most part, that's pretty much all the news aside from any other protest or riots that have yeah. gone on. So. On Stargirl. Yeah. So now on to our reviews from Stargirl and S.H.I.E.L.D. from this past week. Yeah, we'll start Stargirl. Um, the uh, I can't remember her name. Of course, we we have a terrible thing name. Um, <laughs> I think her name was Yolanda. Yes, that is right, Yolanda. <laughs> so at the beginning of the episode, you see her um, take a uh, a topless picture and send it to her boyfriend, and then the uh, other girl who was she was running for student council or student council president or something like that. Yeah, something. And the her opponent got a hold of this picture and sent it out to the entire school. So now it's so she got shamed about it. And that's why we see the word slut written on her locker like a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Why is that written on there? Well, now we know. Yeah. So now they can finally get that backstory. Well, so um, again, names Stargirl. Uh, Courtney (laughs) Stargirl. She's, you know, trying to become friends with with her because, you know, she's either outcast. And so eventually she finds out that she's Stargirl. And then. So she recruits her to be part of the the new Justice Society of America. Right. She as going so Yolanda is going to be training to become the new Wildcat. So the she, so she gets the old outfit that Courtney got from the JSA, and she, she puts it on. It's like oh, it's a little baggy, and all of a sudden it just changes. It's magically form fitting. Right. Equipped with like like Wolverine claws and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and she even damages a toaster, and then her so then the. Uh, uh, Courtney's little brother goes to make don't remember his name. He goes to make pop tarts, and oh, someone clawed up the toaster. And he's like, "Dad, yeah." So now, so she, you know, so she gets trying to get the hang of it. So now that they have, so now it's the second member of the uh, JSA. So, right. And it looks like each week we'll be adding one or two members until probably the finale, until we get to the the full JSA fighting the IASA. Yeah, and I'd have to say so far. At least in terms of side season shows, I'd have to say even aside from Black aside from Black Lightning, this is probably one of the best. Yeah, I like it. Like I said, it's very sticks to the comic books, mm-hmm. and it's very it is it's very enjoyable, and I'm excited to see the uh, the rest of the team coming together and see who you know how they take the place of the other. JSA members. Yeah, and I have a bit of a theory now, especially since we saw that the Jay Garrick Flash has been was part of the JSA. I'm almost thinking 
Now, we know one plot point that hasn't been brought up as back in Flash was who was Jay Garrett going to be training to become a new speedster? Yeah. I'm almost wondering if that speedster could come in to be the Flash for the JSA. It could be. So, yeah, maybe introduce this new speedster down the line. Right. So, and then um, we get a new member of the the ISA, the lizard guy. Yeah. Do- Dr. Ito slash Dragon King. Okay. So, so he, we have a name for him now. Yeah, so he's the little creepy looking green guy with the mask looking there talking to Icicle. Mm-hmm. So now, so he's going to be the next. So obviously Icicle is kind of the leader. Right. So he's going to be the final villain. But so it's like each week we see a, a new member of the ISA added. And this one, this is after we've seen um, Brainwave. Right. Be, be comatose. Yeah. So now the next one's Dr. Ito. Yeah. And it looks like next week we not only will get a new Dr. Midnight, but possibly a new hour man right. as well. Yeah. So it looks like we're going to get two next week and the uh, more, it'd be more like the, uh, the, her, the, the kids of the, the villains are yeah. now. So it's kind of like, like we said before, like the runaways or the, the, the where new, the kids, the heroes are the kids of the villains. Right. So, yeah, now all we need is someone with a staff and someone with whatever else to make it exactly like Runaways. Right, yeah. But was there anything else from Stargirl? I think that's it for that show. Okay. On to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, so S.H.I.E.L.D., as we know from last week, they time jumped and left Enoch in the 30s. (laughs) Which, since he's a chronicom, he can just kind of wait around and meet up with him. Right. Because time has no effect on on someone like that. Which, speaking of the chronicons, you know the scene in this episode where the the female chronicon was talking to the other ones? Yeah, yeah. I was almost thinking that was Billy from Supernatural, but it wasn't. No, no, Looks like her, though. Yeah. But anyways, (laughs) so this time around, they were in the 50s. Yes. So, for one, we have one guy that thinks they're aliens. Yeah. Whereas Simmons and Coulson were trying to infiltrate pretty much the lab where different things were pretty Air, much like being... Area 51. Kind yeah. Of thing. And, yeah. So, so... Yeah, Simmons pretends to be... Agent, Agent Carter. Right. So... Well, that's where it comes in that we end up seeing, what was his name, Sousa? Yeah, Sousa. Yeah, Sousa, which, of course, we know was Agent Carter's former partner. Right. So when he finds out, oh, Agent Carter's here, he goes in to see her. Oh, he recognizes, that's not Agent Carter. Yeah. And then Simmons realizes, oh, that's Sousa. So so she knows that he knows that she's not Agent Carter. Right. (laughs) And while all this is going on... The Chronicons that are there are pretty much trying, as of now, instead of destroying Hydra, they're trying to destroy S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Well, so far, everything they've tried mainly will just mainly have S.H.I.E.L.D. forming faster than, or earlier than it should yeah, have been. Yeah, because this, this new uh, this device that they're building, like, in real, lo- in real time, it was a dud and it didn't work well. They're super powering it to work. Mm-hmm. So just kind of so making things come along faster. Which, with the founding of S.H.I.E.L.D., I know we'll get into this later in the episode, but actually, Agent Carter wasn't the only founder of S.H.I.E.L.D. Howard Stark was co-founder. Right. 
which we saw Howard Stark in Agent Carter. Yeah. When I don't know if he's going to appear in this season, but I'm pretty sure I saw that Haley Atwell will be reprising her role as, yeah, as Agent Carter. Which I would actually hope if they do bring in Howard Stark, have it be the same one that, well, the same actor that oh, yeah, played yeah. Howard Stark and Agent Carter. Agent Carter, because it was actually a different actor playing, well, when we saw Howard Stark and the Iron Man movies, it was actually a different actor. Yeah, than... right. And again, uh, no fits. Well, <laughs> where, yeah. Where is he? Is he on this season? <laughs> Who knows? Right. Yeah, but so pretty much they managed to stop the Chronicons from doing what they're doing, and we no actually see device, how yeah. the Chronicons managed to explode. Yes, they just kind of melt away. Right. <laughs> But now one question, well, we also see the side effects that are happening to Agent May and also to Yo-Yo. Yeah. May is pretty much more of, looks more like an anxiety attack of some sort. Yeah. And for Yo-Yo, it's just something from... The Shrake. The Shrake, I think it was called. Yeah, from last season. Right. It was like part of her for a while. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully that'll be fixed yeah. at some point. And then we see like the uh, the the I, I would think that she would be the uh, the Chronicom in charge when they're in that the white room. Mm-hmm. So she looks like the leader kind of thing. So she's like directing all the Chronicoms at certain point in time. Yeah, I'd so, actually like to call that the white space. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it the white space. So she's the uh, looks like going to be the main antagonist of this season. Mm-hmm. So. Which, if we're calling it the white space, we're pretty much taking one of our own creations, yeah. more or less. The white space, the dark space, you know. Yeah. So, other than that, one thing that we're still questioning at the very end of the episode, when Coulson's eyes go yellow, right? Because they send out the uh, the EMP, which takes out all electronic stuff. So, of course, all the LMDs power down, all the Chronicoms power mm-hmm. down, and he's laying there, and his eyes turn and they kind of spark. Right. So we don't know what that's all about. Which more obviously will be introduced into that later in the season. Yeah, and hopefully maybe we'll get Fitz next season. Yeah, week. hopefully. <laughs> I mean, he's who knows where he's at the Sitco or something. I mean, where was where was he at the end of last season? He See, was with them, wasn't he? No, he sent them into their the past. Okay. So, which is this is the second time the team has transported through time without him. Yeah. So Cuz season 5 they went to the future. Yeah. So and, and left him behind. So again, with leaving Fitz, he, I don't know if he doesn't like time travel or what. Yeah, because. But, but I wish. But again, like we didn't know where he was because they didn't do a previously on Shield. Like, right. So which, um, going a year between seasons, you can't do that. You got to do a recap. Yeah, because now back season five when they went through time without him, he eventually caught up right. with them thanks to being cryogenically right. frozen. So hopefully he'll eventually catch up with them or they'll come back to the present. Right. And meet up with him. Cause yeah, so far they're pretty much time jumping. Yeah. To follow the, they're following the Chronicoms. Right. What they're, doing. they're just, they're time jumping where they time jump and pretty much seeing the foundings of Hydra and shield in the process. Yeah. So this, this season I like because it's just, it's, it's, it's not only clo- the closure of shield. It's kind of closure of agent Carter that we never got. Exactly. It's going to show the founding of S.H.I.E.L.D., which Agent Carter was trying to get into mm-hmm. before it got canceled. Right. So it's like, we're going to, you know, in S.H.I.E.L.D. and as well, answer questions from Agent Carter that never got answered. Yeah, which Agent Carter was how many years ago now? <laughs> oh, jeez, that was... Was that like I think, five? I want to say Agent 
I want to say season two of Agent Carter was around the same time of season two of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, because it was like the summer show. Like, yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. would run from like September to May, and then Agent Carter would come on through the summer, and then S.H.I.E.L.D. would come back in the fall. Right. And Which I liked, because it's like year-round, there, there was something to talk on. Yeah, because we had Agent Carter for two seasons, and then we had the Inhumans, Inhumans miniseries. Yeah, we had that for a while. Yeah, that was only, what, eight episodes, yeah, I think? Yeah, those were just little miniseries. Yeah, so... I mean, it had to have been. I think it was. I think Agent Carter's last season was within season two of Shield, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard to tell exactly, but yeah, hopefully this will lead into the ending of Agent Carter that we never yeah, got. A good, yeah, a good finale to that show. Which, because yeah. Haley Atwell has probably been at the sitcom ever she since had, the. She, well, she that did she was get, in. There was another show she was in for a while, but I think it got canceled too. Yeah, so she was so, probably so she's so probably had to sit go yeah, for a while. She's like, find me work. <laughs> hey, come on this final season of Shield. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, either either we'll see young Haley young Agent Carter while they're in the past, or we'll see older Agent Carter. Well, the older Agent Carter that we've actually seen besides and Ant-Man was old, old Agent Carter before she died back yeah. in, what was it, Captain America Winter Soldier? Sure. I think. <laughs> well, you, you, once you rewatch it, you'll find yeah. out. <laughs> I think it was the same Captain America that would get Falcon for the first time, which would have been Winter yeah. Soldier. So, I, yeah, I think that's everything for S.H.I.E.L.D. I think so. So... Well, now we'd like to take a short break from the podcast to give you guys a chance to help us. Now, with a small monthly donation every month, you can help us to bring this podcast to you every week. Now, yes, we have microphones. Yes, we have a way of recording. But we'd also like to maybe even upgrade to maybe even live streaming at some point. So, I mean, yes, in light of the coronavirus and everything, I mean, a lot of money is probably towards going towards finding a cure and whatnot and also all the protests and riots money's yeah. going towards fixing all that yep. but like i said just a small monthly donation and you can help us bring keep bringing this podcast to you and like i said like i say every week the link to go to donate is in the description of this episode So now as an extra treat, especially for at least the next however many weeks, yeah. a little segment we like to call Following the Past. So we'll be recapping all the uh, MCU movies. Yeah, mainly either, at least for these first couple weeks, we're mainly going to do a set of two or three movies, depending on... Like, How many are in the yeah, set? Like, like today was going to be uh, the Iron Man trilogy. Right. You next know, week will be... The Captain America tri trilogy. And Thor trilogy the week after. So. Well, that'll probably be the week after that because with me coming back from vacation, I'll probably only have time to watch at least one movie oh, okay. before. So I think we talked about maybe for that one doing Doctor Strange. Okay. And then we'll do go back to pretty much what built the Avengers yeah, more or less. Thor, and then you know, eventually we'll get to all the Avenger movies. And 
Now, the Avengers movies will probably be maybe one each week if we do that, just because of how lengthy yeah, they yeah. are. Especially when we get to Endgame. Oh, Endgame, yes. Yeah, but... Yeah, so this week we're going to mainly cover Iron Man's 1, 2, and 3. And one thing I'd like to pretty much point out on this, whereas Oliver Queen is practically the face of the Arrowverse, Iron Man is pretty much the face of the right. MCU. Because Iron Man was the very first MCU movie. Right. Came out back in 2008. And, well, I mean, Stan Lee, may he rest in peace, is practically the face of the whole Marvel Universe. Right. But... Yeah, for Iron Man, Tony Stark, and also Tony Stark, may he rest in peace. <laughs> Dead, yes. Yes. Spoiler. Well, yes. <laughs> he dies in Endgame. <laughs> well, Iron Man, the way he pretty much came to be, especially in the first movie, which the first hour was practically just him. Right. In that cave. <laughs> yeah, so where it starts, he's pretty much overseas, mainly with some sort of military thing, which is what Stark Industries was yeah, first. Yeah, sell military weapons. Right. And he ends up getting captured and was supposed to be killed by whatever foreign race yeah. is over there. So, which it was pretty much a hit on Tony Stark, yeah. more or less. So, as he's pretty much in custody, he meets... Yensef, I think his name was? Yensen or Yensef? I don't remember. Pretty much is the guy who might have saved him and made the spot where he had the arc reactor. Yeah, it was a little yep, on his chest. Yeah, so from that, he pretty much builds an armor body to mainly escape. And it doesn't make it out of the country like he does. Yeah. So, once he gets back, he's trying to get pretty much back into the swing of things. And he makes this surprising announcement that Stark Industries is no longer going to make military weapons. Right. Well, mainly because he is working on the main Iron Man suit. Yeah. Which he doesn't actually get the name Iron Man until the end of the movie. But... Yeah, pretty much the Iron Man name pretty much sticks. And the villain for the first movie was pretty much one of his, what, co-workers sort of thing? Obadiah Stane or whatever oh, yeah. his name was. Yeah, yeah he, he was the one that actually sent out, ordered the hit on Tony Stark. Right. And, well, yeah, we pretty much saw where that goes. He pretty much got the blueprints for the prototype, built a much bigger one, and then got killed by the arc reactor that was in Stark Industries. Yeah. So, I would say, especially for a first movie to pretty much start up the MCU, it was a good first step. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. It yeah. Was... If only we knew at that time what was it lie what lie ahead on right. the, the entire MCU. Yes, because yeah, it launched it all. Yeah, because Iron Man two was even before. Well, actually, back in Iron Man one, we also got Coulson's first appearance, right. and um, Nick Fury's first appearance yep. in the post credit scene, and also the first mention of the Avenger Initiative. Yep, which is pretty much. You pretty much know from that 
that's pretty much where this is going right. is towards getting the Avengers because yes, it was the the next month is when the Incredible Hulk movie comes out. Mm-hmm. So and of course and that that post credit scene, which of course it's a different iron, it's a different uh, actor playing right Hulk, but the uh, it's still the same character. Yeah, and Tony makes his appearance, says we're starting up an issue. So you know that you can see it coming that they're building toward the Avengers. Yeah, because then when we get to Iron Man two. Well, our villain there is also someone whose father actually worked with Howard Stark. Mm-hmm. But one but one of the big things with Iron Man 2 is the arc reactor that he currently has is practically killing him. So his main thing there is trying to get an arc reactor that... Sustainable. Right. Now, which movie does he come out at the end to say, I am Iron Man? The first one. Okay, so he announced it to the world at the end of the first one. He's yeah, because the press conference after the fight with Stane, he was pretty much just supposed to go by the index card saying he was on right. his yacht, yada, yeah, yada, yeah. yada. No, and, and he said, said, nope, I'm Iron Man. Right, which I still wish every time he would he says, I am Iron Man. They which, play the theme. Actually, they did that in the first movie. Did they? In the in it's credits. It's been so long since I've seen it. But I wish they would do that every time. Yeah. Especially in Endgame. But now the second movie, our um, villain is Whiplash, which I can't remember his actual name, but he pretty much had a grudge against Tony Stark just because of Howard Stark. But it was actually thanks to Howard Stark that Tony figured out how to make a sustainable arc reactor. Now, from what I remember from that movie, I think that was probably one of my least favorite movies i i just didn't think it, it held up very good mm-hmm. of all the mcu movies i think it was one of the weakest yeah Iron Man too. i would actually have to agree just because for one our first look at war machine he gets taken he, his systems get hacked yeah and you have happy and black widow working together yeah which i forgot black widow was in iron man yeah. too yeah but yeah i mean I still remember just from the fight where they were trying to pretty much get to the room to reboot War Machine systems. Black Widow's already gone through all these guards and Happy just finished off one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that scene. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, main thing there is... I mean, so far, all our villains have mainly had some sort of robot. Right. I mean, Stane had, of course... Whenever I say stain, I always think like maybe a stain on the carpet or something like that. The nastiest carpet stain. But yeah, stain mainly had the bigger version of the prototype. Whiplash pretty much made practically just an armored body for himself to use that also was powered by a sort of arc reactor. The only one that we really didn't have much of a machine type villain was Iron Man 3. Which Iron Man 3... And I'm still debating on whether this is the case or not. Because we had talked yesterday of if um, Cloak and Dagger were part of the MCU yeah, or not. They are. They are? Yes. So, honestly... Cloak and Dagger Runaway is part of the MCU. Okay. Because if, if Iron Man 3 had happened a little later on, we could have also had the creation of Cloak and Dagger in there as well. Yeah. Because most of that fight scene takes place on the Roxanne oil yeah. tanker. Now, is that the one with all the Iron Mans coming yeah. in? Okay. Flying in the air. See, I remember because that 
that one I, I enjoyed. I think it went. It was more enjoyable. I think the third one the, mm-hmm. the, than the second one. It it just I don't know. It it was better. It was more action packed. I think so. I, I it's the first. So for me, if I ranked them, it would go one, three, two. Right. So it, it was kind of a return to what I enjoyed from the first one. Yeah, I actually think for me, it's mainly goes more one, two, three, just because even though Iron Man two was a bit weak. Iron Man 3, for me, it just... For one, they went straight away from War Machine and made Iron Patriot. Yeah. Which, I know some of the animated series don't really go much from whatever the movies show, but I'm mainly going from a Spider-Man series here where Iron Patriot was actually a costume for Peter Parker's best friend, Harry Harry Osborn. Mm. So, and it just, it just didn't seem Iron Patriot didn't really fit as well as War Machine. Yeah. And also, again, his systems pretty much get taken over when, was it Killian Aldrich or Aldrich Killian for his name? I don't remember. Well, it was one of the two. It's been a while since I've seen this. I mean, yes, the main villain was supposed to be the Mandarin, but the Mandarin was just an actor who was pretty much on weed or whatnot. Yeah. But, yeah, because Killian, he was pretty much the person that we saw at the beginning of the movie when they were looking at flashback. Mm. And he was supposed, he wanted to meet Tony on the roof to talk about one type of tech that he was developing. And then, of course, yeah, the weird thing was, and I, I don't know why this part keeps on being etched in my mind, but the part when... Pepper pretty much had all the strength, mainly just even after falling into the inferno mm. and practically beating him to a pulp, yeah. more or less. But yeah, they did get all that fixed and also got Tony back to normal at the end of the movie yeah. with getting the arc reactor and everything out of him and all the shrapnel. Yeah. But. Yeah, mainly, I would actually have to say the entire Iron Man trilogy as a whole, probably seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it's mainly just because of the way I ranked them. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's a good, I like said, it was a good start. I like the the way they introduced all the characters first Mm -hmm. before the they come up with the avengers because with the dc movies you have the justice league before you even introduce all the characters right so i don't like that you know i want to backstory each character mm-hmm. build up to them coming together well they didn't do that in dc it was like they they introduced wonder woman and superman and batman and then they gave aquaman his backstory after, after justice, the, justice league and we're still waiting on still, movie wait, flash. still waiting on flash and cyborg still never had his own movie yeah, which I think a cyborg solo movie has been confirmed, but there's no yeah. release date. Right. So that I prefer that they have them all introduced before they come together, which right. I like how the MCU has done it. Which honestly, the only two characters that the MCU really didn't give a backstory for before Infinity War was well, I guess technically it'd be before Civil War, was the new Spider Man and Black Panther. Yeah. So, I mean, which they were kind of minor characters in the 
Avengers as a whole. Right. So, but they did the main ones, obviously Thor, Iron, Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, all got their backstory before. And yeah. that, that was, that's important when you do a team up is we need to know everybody's backstory before they come together. Yeah. Which mainly, and I did forget to mention this ahead of time, but the post credit scene in Iron Man two pretty much led into Thor. Yeah. Because Coulson mainly seeing Thor's hammer, and then the end of Iron Man three is actually where we see the current Bruce Banner for the first time. Yeah, that's right. The guy who's playing him. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yes, because I think it was Ed Norton was the original, mm-hmm. and then he got recast. So yeah, like we said, we're very bad with names. Yeah, but we're getting there. Yep. So I think that's it for the Iron Man trilogy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, like I said, like we said, for next week we'll do Captain America. Then we'll take a break from trilogies the following week, just because. Well, once I get back from vacation, I'll probably only have time for at least one movie yeah. before our next recording. So the following, the week after that, we'll probably go over to Thor. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about Thor just because of Ragnarok. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I think I'm excited about Captain America. I think Captain America Civil War, other than the Infinity or the, the uh, Avengers trilogy, is one of my favorite movies in the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, was, Civil War was phenomenal. I love that movie. Yeah, I'd have to say now Civil War, we just didn't have Hulk or Thor because yeah. they were battling it out in right. Ragnarok. But yeah, Civil War probably has to be at least one of the yeah. best. O- outside of the Avengers movies, I think it's my favorite. Now, and yes, one thing that I would especially have to say, now, like I said, with Iron Man pretty much being the face of the MCU, most people could almost argue Spider-Man, but also you have to remember, Spider-Man wasn't part of the MCU until Homecoming. Uh, until uh, Disney got the rights to him. Exactly. Because <laughs> at this point, he was still a Sony character. Well, he was Sony for Amazing Spider-Man, but right. was Before he... Before that, he was... He was part of Fox, wasn't Fox. he? Fox. Yeah, because then... Yeah, because yeah, it started with... Uh, with uh, What's his name? Tobey Maguire was right. Fox, and then... The, the, Andrew Garfield. That was... And Sony now, got it. Yeah, and, and then, then once Tom Disney Holland. got the rights to it, they got Tom Holland. Which, honestly, and I don't know if I'll get any hate for this or not but i still say toby mcguire is probably the best spider-man yeah. out of every out of everyone we've had yeah those are the classics with with him and like i love tom holland and i mm-hmm. think andrew garfield did a great job i think they've all done a great job of spider-man yeah and i mean so it's not even... a knock on anybody now yeah tom holland didn't get the origin story that andrew garfield and toby mcguire did yeah but then again i'm kind of glad when they brought in tom holland i'm glad they didn't do an origin story We've already had two origins. Exactly. Stories. We'll need another one. Yeah, because which it mainly came out the same way, and and it's like what they're doing with Batman, another origin story. It's like enough. We it's like we we've had the because the, the new one with the Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. will be an origin story. We we just had it wasn't really an origin story. It was a it was a later in life Batman with Ben Affleck, right? But. We just, but before that was Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. I think Chris by far is the best. Yeah, because we've had Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney. I'm still <laughs> trying to wipe that one from my mind. Of course, the original Adam West. Yeah, and then of course after 
Now, did we have any Batman movies at all after George Clooney before Christian Bale took the role? No, because Val Kilmer was before that, and then and Michael Keaton was, was the first that. two. So yeah, that's it. Okay, because yeah, Christian Bale, of course, best by best, far. Oh yeah, best by far. And then Ben Affleck, pretty terrible. much, yeah, ruined and, the role. And I, I can tell you right now, Robert Pattinson will be terrible. Well. All I'm going to say is I'm excited to see how it goes. Just I have because... very low expectations, <laughs> so the bar is set low. So if anything, can improve it. I know a lot of people who have the bar set really oh, oh, low, yeah. right here, just because of the fact of Robert Pattinson. Uh-huh. But I'm just excited to see how it goes, just I mean, from the fact of when the pictures of the new bat suit were leaked. See, because when I see Robert Pattinson, all I think of is a sparkly vampire. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, come on. Well, I even go further than that to Hunky Boy that was killed in Harry Potter. <laughs> well, see, I've never seen Harry Potter, right. so I don't, I don't see him as that. But yeah, but I mean, he, obviously, he, he's known best as Twilight, right? right? And this was some of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, I saw Twilight, and I had my own views on him, but terrible. then again, I didn't get into Twilight until after the third movie mm. was before until the third movie came out. So I didn't hop on the Twilight train until uh, then. I was forced into it from the beginning. <laughs> it was terrible. Well, I mean, we all have our own views yeah. on different things. I mean, for me, I didn't get into Harry Potter until after the fourth book was released. Now, I did see the fourth movie, and I didn't know what was going on. Like, okay. who are these? So Kristen showed it to me out of order. I'm like, okay, I don't know any of these people. Yeah, the I don't know what's movie... going on. Because everybody says the fourth book is like the best. Well, the fourth movie is the one where Robert Pattinson's character oh. was killed. Let's see it. Now, at the time, I didn't know who Robert Pattinson was when I saw the movie, so I didn't remember him being in it. Yeah, but he was the one that was killed in the fourth oh, okay. movie. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> We're spoiling movies that have been out for decades. Sorry. <laughs> so. But, yeah, so... I mean, that's pretty much everything that we've got for this week. Yes, so. And like I've said before, if you have any comments or anything that you want to bring up to us, just either contact us on the Hero Realm group page on Facebook or even email us at herorealmpod at yahoo.com. But as we always say, keep your eyes peeled, your ears open, and stay heroic. Bye. Bye.